Hey guys, welcome to Fresh Pressed Health's podcast. I'm Robbie. And I'm Tucker. And we're here to chit chat about health, wellness, and the pursuit of happiness. Here we'll be talking about everything from gluten free bread to overcoming anxiety. If you're a health nut, peanut, or someone looking to expand your horizons in the world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of Fresh Press Tellus Podcast. I'm Robbie. And I'm Tucker. And today we welcome a special guest onto the show, Rhea Koble, who is the newest member of the Spartan Pro Team. Originally from Slovenia, where she was on the Slavic Gymnastics National Team, Koble took up a new hobby upon moving to America, Spartan Racing. Her explosion onto the Spartan Race circuit has been swift and powerful, placing fourth at her first ever race in Monterey in the summer of 2016, and following this amazing start with podium finishes throughout the rest of the year. Most recently, however, she started the season with back-to-back wins at the Lake Elsinore Super and Sprint, a first and second place finish at the Las Vegas Super and Sprint, respectively, and back-to-back wins at the San Jose Super and Sprint last weekend. She is amazing. But Ray is more than just her racing record. She's also a full-time PhD student studying applied science at Stanford and Palo Alto. Somehow, someway, she trains twice a day amidst an incredibly busy professional career. Her work-life balance is something she is down to a science, pun intended, and it's a pleasure to welcome her on to see the inner workings of this incredibly gifted athlete and woman. So we have our guest on right now, <laughs> Rhea Koble. She's joining us from Stanford, California. Or Palo Alto. Or Palo Alto. <laughs> um, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you on. Spart- uh, she's the newest member of the Spartan Pro Team, as we said. And we just kind of want to get to know her um, as an athlete and as a person. Yeah, so you yeah give- thank you. Of course, thanks for being on the show. Um, you want to give us a little background on like what you're doing and who you are? Sure. Um, so I'm currently, I live in Stanford, like you said. Um, I'm currently doing my PhD in applied physics. Um, and as a side thing, um, I also do obstacle course racing. So it kind of started from trail running, where I just love the trail, so I did a bunch of that, and it just kind of accidentally ventured into Spartan Race, and after doing a few open heats, I finally got convinced to do the Elite Wave, um, took quite a bit of convinced promise of a weekend camping trip, um, <laughs> but I did one and ended up doing actually really well and fell in love with the community, fell in love with the sport. So now I feel like it's a pretty um, pretty strong side hobby now that I don't think I'll switch for anything else anytime soon. Um, and I just, yeah, other than that, I just really love the outdoors. I'm out whenever I can. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it. When you when you did your first, so you said you did a few uh, open races before the um, before you jumped to the elite class. Yeah. What were what were those? Um, which ones were those, if you can recall? Yeah. So my very very first one was actually I think 2013 in Monterey, um, and it was when it was still a beast. So it was the longer distance, mm-hmm. and it was me and my husband boyfriend at the time. And a few other our friends from a workout class where we all met, and so I was all for like running together as a team, 
And then all the guys, it was just me. And then all of the other people were guys on the team. And they were like, yeah, but like, we don't want to wait for you. So why don't we just like all each like run separate and we'll meet at the finish line. And then funny enough, it was me who crossed that finish line first. So, <laughs> so much about not wanting to wait for me. But um, You're like, yeah, it was we, really def <laughs> we definitely should not run together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my husband was like yeah like i cramped that's why i went so slow um, does, does he do any races with you he was the only one that he did he refuses to do any again <laughs> um but i'm still working on that um hoping to convince him to run some with me but he's always there cheering for me and just like helping me out um so he's he participates in a different way Right, right. So when you um when you transferred over to the elite, what race was that, and what was your kind of experience coming from the open heats? Um, I know you've always been competitive because you were a gymnast for quite some time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what was that kind of experience, that transition like for you to kind of getting back into the competitive spirit and you know and kind of I don't know if you were surprised at how well you did or if you if you were if you cared to elaborate on that. Yeah, um, it was actually again in Monterey, uh, years later, the 2016 race, um, and I, I, I was totally down to just do another open heat wave. My sisters-in-law were doing it, so I was just going to do it with them, but then my husband was like, no, like you should try the elite, like you already won the open heats, and I also don't like the heat very much, so I guess what I kind of liked about the elite was that it was very early in the morning. And then also that meant that we had to camp there. So I also got a weekend camping trip out of it. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll do a leap. <laughs> that's a, but that's, I was, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, finish, go ahead. Um, I, I noticed that that's a pretty big, would you call it a, a ritual by now? Because I, I, I see a lot that before a race you'll, you'll camp. And I don't know if that plays into just like preparation or if you kind of adopted that as something you like doing. Actually, I love it because I have no trouble sleeping on a sleeping pad in a tent. And I have trouble going to bed early in an, an apartment. But in a campground, I go to bed then with the sunset. So mm. I get a lot of sleep, which really makes me perform better, I think. Um, it's not going to happen quite as much for the NBC series just because we have to fly places. And flying with all the camping gear is a little harder, especially going to the East Coast. Um, so it's more like... The races that we drive to, we definitely choose to camp, um, but we'll see how it goes for the for the series that we have to fly to. Um, but I do, I do love my camping camping accommodation style. That's very interesting. I can barely sleep on a mattress. So I'm happy that you can you can manage a good night of sleep on a sleeping pad. <laughs> Actually, our our honeymoon was a six week long road trip to Alaska, and we camped every single night. So maybe that. That got me used to it, um, but I have no trouble. Um, so I actually, I love it a lot. Um, but I guess back to the Monterey race. So then in the morning, I was kind of looking around, and all of the ladies looked super hardcore, and I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do. But that wasn't even all, because then Spartans started calling on their like protein members, which looked like hardcore squared. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> I was like, well, I guess like I'll just kind of run my own race and see what happens. And I'm one of those runners that I like start so slow. My legs just don't want to move the very first mile. 
And also the, at the beginning, it kind of starts flat, which I'm not as fast as, as what I am on the uphills. So I kind of fell behind in the beginning and I was like, okay, well, whatever, I'm just doing this for fun anyway. But then the uphill started and I didn't even notice, but I gradually overtook quite a lot of the, um, of the ladies in the field. And it wasn't until I started doing burpees at one of the obstacles that a referee came to me and he was like, what is your name? You're in third place. And I was like, wait, what? I'm like, where? Because it's just so easy to like lose track of who's ahead of you. Um, And so I was like trying to do burpees and count them and like spell my name for him and do all of it at once. And my name's not the easiest to understand. So I had to do it like three different times. Um, But it was just, it kind of hit me that I have a chance at actually like being top five. And so at that point I put in a higher gear and actually tried to like sprint and catch up. And, but like, then it was the spear throw, which I threw probably for the second time in my life. And at the beginning, I was closer to hitting my feet than hitting that haystack. <laughs> and then at the end, I think there was a rig, which not doing any, um, I wasn't doing any like grip strength or anything at that time. I was just doing my trail runs. So I fell off of that too. So at the end, I think I ended up placing for it, but it was still, it was like so unbelievable because at the beginning I felt like, I don't know, 15, 20th place. And it just kind of like happened with the uphills without me really noticing. So it was really, really incredible. Yeah. And so that actually then got me a coin for the um, Tahoe. And I didn't even know what Tahoe was or what that coin meant. But then I realized that I do the elite there for the um, world championship. So... At that point, actually, I was planning on doing a 100-mile race. That was a weekend before Tahoe. And so for the next month, I was quite kind of deciding which way I want my running career to go more into long-distance running or Spartan racing. But eventually, monkey bars and rope climbs <laughs> and mud won over suffering for 24 hours. So I... Here I am now. <laughs> here we are. And here we are now. <laughs> so kind of kind of going off of that um, and taking into consideration, you know, we, you have this other full-time schedule as a PhD student. Where do you see, and this might be an evolving thought for you as well, but where do you see, you know, down the line, are you, are you going to go full, full-time with like Spartan racing or just kind of see how your career develops? You know, where do you, where do you envision this sport taking your life? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. So I guess the great thing about doing PhD right now is it's super flexible. So I get to like make my own schedule. And as long as I get the work done, it doesn't really matter when I do that work. So it's okay to do it like in the car on my way to Vegas Spartan Race. Hmm. Um, so it's really easy right now to kind of balance both. Well, I guess easy with a grain of salt, it still stresses me out every now and then. But I think a lot easier than if I had a fixed like eight to five job and I had to request a day off every time I wanted to go to a race. Um, But I think so. I think one thing that gymnastics really taught me, like back when I did that, it was kind of my whole life. And I did school maybe on the side for like two hours a day. But it was really just all about gymnastics. And so then when I quit, I kind of lost everything that I knew at the time. So it was really hard because all of my friends were in gymnastics and 
I spent like up to like seven hours a day in the gym. So I really didn't know anything else. And so I kind of promised myself back then that I'm going to always have more than one thing that I love at a time. So I don't think I would ever want to just like focus on one thing. So either that'd be like, I would not want to just do my PhD, but I don't think I would also want to quit everything else and do Spartan racing, just Spartan racing, Mm -hmm. just because you never know what might happen. Like you might get injured and that's it. And so it's nice to have backup plan or something else that, that you have like half of, half of what's half left when you're done. Um, but it's also, I guess when I was little, when people were asking, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I was never like, oh, I want to be like, I don't know, something school related. It was always like, oh, I want to be an Olympian. Um, so sports are definitely my passion. And having this Spartan racing and doing it um, pretty successfully, I feel like opens the door to have multiple careers when it comes to the point to decide what I want to do with my life eventually down the road. Um, but I do like the combination of something that makes you sit down and like rest my legs and use my brain. And then something that just like makes me like go all out there on the course and, um, just destroy myself in the the best possible way. Totally. Yeah. So like there might not even be like a, a, a decision, like you're saying, like you can, Easily, easily do both. Yeah, it sounds like it's working really well, and I think it's awesome that you're so into camping and traveling. It's it just syncs so well with Spartan racing, and especially now that you're able to actually go to all the races because you're on the Spartan Pro team. I think that's something you must you must love. Yeah, I am so excited for this summer. It's going to be my first time really exploring the East Coast, so we're going to probably tackle on a day to each of the races there and just go out and go hike around the Appalachian Mountains, hopefully, or maybe go see New York too, just because to say that I've been to New York. Um, but I'm really, really excited. Yeah, no, definitely. We're excited for you. That's yeah. going to be great. And we're excited to see um, the NBC series. You're in Seattle pretty soon, aren't you? Yeah, um, I think two weeks from now. Whoa. So coming, coming pretty fast. Yeah. Very fast. So we're going to circle back, I guess, to some training-related questions because, as you know, our audience um, wants to hear what Ray has to say about training considering you're beating yeah. everyone. Yeah. How, <laughs> how can we be like you? Yeah, so the real question is how do we train to be like you? <laughs> uh, um, so a typical day, I mean, we talked about this in the interview, but can you just run out a typical day including your training, kind of like a, just a 24-hour in the life? Yeah. Um, so I get up in the morning. Um, I my alarm clock goes off at six. Whether or not I actually get up at six um, is another question. But I do usually start my run around like six thirty, um, seven the latest. But that's like the days when I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> and then I do I do an hour long run usually. Um, it's about nine miles, and I try to. Those are those runs are like more. They're all they're all on roads, so it's like kind of faster terrain, and I really try and push for speed. Um, and it's also it has a little bit of rolling hills, so I kind of like try and make those uphills as fast as possible, which is different than my trail runs when I just kind of go for fun and not really worry about the pace. Um, so I do those. It's nine miles. Usually I'm around six fifty minute mile okay. on average. Again, like starting really slow and then ending on a faster node. Um, and then after that, I have my breakfast bowl of cereal, which 
has been happening every day for the past like four or five years. What kind of cereal? Um, my favorite is Special K with strawberries, mm. but that is like the most expensive one, and I only get it when it's super discounted in Costco. <laughs> I, have, like, I have like 15 boxes of cereal just in case that I don't run out and I need to mix them up. <laughs> Always with full fat though. The cereal um, apocalypse. Yeah, training secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Special case strawberries. I actually have cereal at races. I actually bring my dried milk with me and I oh sit down in a parking lot and chop on my cereal. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, I get pretty OCD about certain things. Cereal is one of them. And so after that, I go to work. I usually start like by nine. Um, and then just various things, lab work really varies around. Sometimes I'm like sitting down all day behind a computer and sometimes I'm just like walking around doing experiments all day. So it really varies, um, day to day. And then I'm usually at work up until around five or six. Um, at which point then I usually meet with my husband for a second workout. And that is like, since I started the elite racing, I try and do it more, upper body and like grip strength um, focus. So I still do cardio, usually like Stairmaster is my favorite go-to just because I feel like it really gets my heart pumping, but it doesn't really destroy my like ankles and knees. So I do that for like 20 minutes and then it really varies. Like sometimes I do 20 minutes of rowing afterwards, sometimes a Tabata style hit workout um, lately I've been doing those with a training mask just to get ready for Tahoe. Mm -hmm. Um, but, or like sometimes it's just like strength. Um, and then like I do, I make sure to do a track workout once a week just to like try and go for speed. And that's usually early in the week just cause I'm like terrified of track workouts cause they make me want to die. <laughs> um, but those are usually like 30 minutes of, um, sprints with like various distances um, and then one day a week, I go to um, King's Camps and Fitness, which is an obstacle course racing gym, um, to their open gym just to like do the rig and do the eight-foot walls and carry actual buckets around with actual rocks in them um, and just like do the actual specific obstacle, which I think really helps. And the coach there is really good at like making workouts that combine running with the obstacle. So you get to the obstacle tired, which is kind of like what races. Um, and so my second workout is usually about an hour to an hour and a half. So we get home around eight. Um, and I'm super, super lucky that my husband loves to cook and is so good at it. So we come home and dinner is ready, which is always really, really nice. Um, so then we have dinner, um, usually watch a TV show or a documentary while eating everything and then I have like probably 10 pounds of fruit for dessert <laughs> at which point it's usually around 10 p.m. and so then it's either more work or homework if I have anything or try and go to bed um, around by 11 just because I need quite a lot of sleep <laughs> yeah. um, and then repeat so yeah <laughs> and then repeat rinse and repeat <laughs> So you kind of you mentioned that you've been training with a mask to get ready for Tahoe. Um, do you will you look at a race coming up? And I know they don't put out the maps until like the day before, but will you gauge like okay, this might be more hilly um, course or this might be flatter? And will you will you like alter your training? 
for that race coming up or do you just like stick to what you know and and you know do that yeah i kind of don't really change my training at all um week to week so it varies every day is different from the day before um other than the running but um i just kind of do the same thing every week um unless it's like a race week if it's a race week then i'm gonna taper off a little bit, um, maybe substitute like one of the workouts for a tennis match. And then on Fridays, I don't do two workouts right before the race. Mm -hmm. um, but other than for Tahoe, so the I guess I kind of started the elevation mask for Tahoe. But then what I found out was that I really get much more of a kick out of a workout with that on. So it's still kind of training for Tahoe, but also just making workouts harder. Um, so I don't think like the fact that when I get like super excited when I see that there's a hilly race coming up, but I wouldn't change my training for any specific race just because there's so many. I feel like I'd just always be changing it up. And I'm always afraid that when I find something that works, which is I think my trainings now are making me there. I'm not getting injured and I think they're making me faster. I'm very hesitant to change anything um, just because I'm afraid it's going to work worse or it's going to get me injured. Um, so yeah, not really. It's just kind of the same thing. Right. Training for life and races happen. <laughs> right, right. Totally. Is there, is there anything in particular, um, I know you run a lot, but is there anything or exercise you feel like has really, um, contributed to your success this season or early season success? Yeah, so definitely running. Um, I still run about 70 miles a week, which is the same as what I did before when I just did trail running. Hold on, we're um, both but getting I sick right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I need to get my calculator out. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my graphing calculator out. <laughs> um, I love my trails. It's, it keeps me sane and keeps me happy. Um, but I guess I think that what really changed it this season is my upper body and especially grip strength got a lot better so I actually so far I've only had to do burpees once um actually twice that monkey bars this past weekend that was insane um but before that I only missed the spear once whereas last year I never really made it across the rig like ever it was just impossible for me so one thing that I've been doing for that that I've been doing pretty consistently almost every day is the jump rope and the hanging um, 10 minute session that I do. And it's pretty much a minute of jump rope and then hanging for a minute and then repeat that five times for like 10 minutes total. And I don't know, maybe I'm just like really, really bad at jump rope, but jump rope works my grip strength like crazy. And so then hanging after that is just like, I'm barely holding on at the very end. And I do think that that really made my grip much stronger. Um, so just like being able to avoid burpees, I think is making my races much better this season. Um, and I think also the open gym and actually practicing on the rig and practicing getting over that eight foot wall efficiently, um, just like making me faster on obstacles, I think is one thing that, um, I didn't have last year that I think is better this season. Do you feel like Spartan race is evolving to kind of uncover more weaknesses in their athletes? Or because we saw the we saw them throw in the tire and like Elsinore the heavy tire. You mentioned you had no problem with that, but do you feel like they're kind of going in a direction with their obstacles that is kind of trying to find any sort of weakness we may have on the course? Well, I think that the obstacles they they're coming up with new obstacles, but I feel like the first time you encounter an obstacle, I think it has a pretty high fail rate because you see it for the first time and then. 
as people race more, they get better at obstacles. And then I think Spartan has to figure out to like put in new obstacles um, just to make it more interesting. Because if everybody everybody always did all of the obstacles, then it really it wouldn't be quite as intense of a race as if you like have to do burpees and it like um, kind of separates the field a little bit with the burpees. So I think I think it's not really probably Spartan like trying to target the weaknesses, but I think it's just obstacles changing and obstacles evolving and people having to adapt to it that um, is, I think, different every season. So I really like the twister that they got this year. Um, I feel like that was very hard, very first race. And I think already now more people are making across the twister. So I think eventually they're going to have to like figure something out, some, something else out. And also they're like multi-rigs. I know the first time I did my Spartan race in 2013, there was no such thing as a multi-rig. Um, and now they're like putting like baseball balls and like ropes and all of that. And I think it's just kind of the necessity of people getting better because they're getting used to the obstacles and then Spartan having coming to having, having um, come up with, a harder version of the same obstacles or just new obstacles altogether. Right. What's what's your least favorite obstacle? My least favorite obstacle, I think the eight foot wall. <laughs> I, I really I really don't like the walls. Um I don't even think I'm I'm pretty short, but I'm not like that terribly short. But it just like I don't know, like in Tahoe I had to do burpees because I couldn't get over that wall. And I think I'm getting a little better about it now. But it's just like I keep like sliding off of those like little step stools for women. Um, and it's just I think it's like one of those things that mentally intimidates me hmm. versus other obstacles. I know that if I just like hold on to it, I can make a cross. But wall is always like, oh, like I really hope like I don't have to try multiple times because the more in actually in San Jose, I had to try it like four times before I got over it. And then like it really starts like frustrating you and it's something like so annoying about being stuck behind a wall and knowing that people are making time on you while you're like stuck behind this like eight foot wall and there's just one way of getting across across it so I think I think the eight foot wall right now is what I'm usually dreading the most is before your, a race. nemesis <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about your favorite I feel like you uh you kind of excel on the carries and stuff like that but I wanted to know your actual favorite um so I think that when I hit a spear I love a spear <laughs> but it kind of conditioned my favorite obstacle with this with the fact that I hit it um I think the rig is really really fun just like now that I'm able to actually get across it and I'm not I'm, I don't think my grip strength is like the limiting factor I really like the rig but I think my favorite one is still the bucket carry and the sandbag carry just because it's like it's hard, but it's always the same, and you always know that it's gonna like suck. But you can just like grip that thing and just like power through it. And I feel like I can always make time on the heavy carries because I can usually run with a sandbag, and unless it's like too hilly, sometimes even run with a bucket. So I think bucket bucket is probably my favorite one. Very nice. A bucket, I have to be honest, might be my least favorite. Yeah, same here. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> but I also should do some more grip strength, I think, so that's really good advice. Um, I actually got a bucket after Monterey, because in Monterey, bucket really killed me, and I had no grip strength after that. Um, so I 
put like dumbbells in and I walk up and down the staircase in an apartment building. So I feel like it's one thing that I really train for and that I'm like prepared for, which is probably what makes it one of my favorite obstacles. Definitely. Being prepared will definitely contribute to enjoying it a little bit more than <laughs> us. <laughs> um, so if you were to, if, if a first time Spartan racer were to come up to you or someone who's never raced before, what's like your, your quick, like, you know, here's some things you should do to prep or, or things to look out for. Um, I'd say definitely run. I think running is like probably the single most important thing. Um, as I said before, like Monterey, I never did anything else. Maybe I did like a pull up every now and then, but only when I absolutely had to. So you can still do really, really well just being a good runner. And I think just like working on an overall fit fitness. So like, you don't need really necessarily have to train for the obstacles if you don't have like an obstacle course gym nearby or if mm -hmm. you just want to go out and have fun. Uh, but being like overall fit and like being able to like run and like if you do burpees, being able to do burpees and not have that take out like all of your strength for the rest of the race. Um, I think that's like probably the best way to prepare because it's really hard to know what your weakness is until you actually go and do the obstacles. It's like it could be that like you're climbing on the side, so you're never going to have trouble with like monkey bars, but you might have trouble with like the walls. And so I feel like your first race is kind of can kind of give you a feel of what you can train on to go even faster next time or just like not even do that. Just like go again and like have fun and like train at the races themselves, um, which I think is also like it's a really good training, too, and it's fun and it's at the same time, a race as well. So I think just going out and having fun is probably the single most important thing right. um, for these races. Yeah, we, and who knows, you might uh, do an open race and then finish in front of your And then, your and then be on the Spartan Pro team two <laughs> <Yeah>. years later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's what Robbie and I love a lot about the sport is that each time we do a race, I think I've mentioned this to you, we kind of have a better grasp on an obstacle. At least for me, like I... I don't fear the rigs anymore. I used to see, uh -huh. see them in a the distance and my stomach would drop because I'm like, here we go. Here comes 30 burpees. <laughs> but now I, I'm confident. And I think that's, you know, someone goes out, does their first race and they're like, okay, now I kind of have a way better idea how to train for this. And that's what's so awesome about our sport. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, like it just like throws curveballs at you that you don't expect. Like, I never thought I would fail monkey ring, monkey bars, and that was what I was doing burpees on on like Sunday. So I feel like it's just like there's never, there's never you can never say oh today I'm gonna have a clean race, but you can also never say oh today I'm gonna doing burpees just because it's just like so much variability and it's really it's amazing how it like really tests your fitness and pushes you to the limits. Totally. So I guess looking forward to the rest of the year, what are you most excited about and what what are some of some goals you have? So I'm actually like this past weekend was like a super confidence booster. So I'm really, really excited for the NBC series to start. And really still one of my goals is to like podium at one of those big races when all of the best people come out. Um, and I feel like the this season, like San Jose was really the first one that had hills. And that is like something that I've 
thing I'm good at, like flat is okay, but it's like much harder for me and I'm not as fast and flat as I am on hills relative to everybody else. So I'm really looking forward to some of the like more helix courses such as Montana. I'm really looking forward to that. I heard it's like, I've never done it before, but I heard it's like Tahoe minus the Alpine swim. So <laughs> the Alpine swim was like what was like my least favorite thing in Tahoe. So it, it, I'm really, really excited for Montana. Um, and like also some of the other races, just like having more elevation and more, I guess, harder and more technical obstacles, which what tends to happen for the NBC races is really what I'm looking forward to. Um, and then for uh, Tahoe itself, um, I have much, much better gear this year. Thanks to Spartan. Last time I showed up in a cotton tank top that I ran in, um, which was like the worst idea ever. Um, <laughs> And like and road running shoes, which was also not the most brilliant thing to wear. Well, can we just um, highlight that that's incredible? Because <laughs> yeah. I still did that like as well as you did, <laughs> and you didn't blow both your ankles. <laughs> that's amazing. So actually, I I think the road running shoes are not so terrible because they have a like pretty even rubbery grip, so they're not like super slippery, but they're like horrible when it comes to like Seattle type venues where it's just like sliding to place <clears throat> on the mud. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm much better prepared in terms of like gear wise, which I do think it actually matters a little bit at like races like Tahoe. So I'm hoping that, and also just like confidence with the obstacles is going to eliminate hundreds of burpees from my last year race. Um, so I'm really hoping to like maybe place like podium or top five in Tahoe, which would just be incredibly and amazing and I guess the main thing is just like for the whole season. That would also be quite wonderful if I managed to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're off on the right foot. That's for that's for sure. Yeah. Well, Ray, yeah. we we wish you the best of luck in your season coming up. We uh, we know we know you're gonna kill it. Yeah, we believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And thanks so much for taking some time today to, to chat. Um, we really appreciate you and giving us your time and sharing some wisdom with us and our, our viewers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pleasure's all mine. Yeah. Thank you, Raya. Yeah, thanks. Thank you.